Touch KC Podcast. Bringing the real back into relationships. Here's your host, Travis Bryant. Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are right now. Um, it's glad to be here with you. And uh, we have a special guest today, and I'm so excited. I've been trying to get him on here forever. Uh, but he's real busy these days, authoring books and public speaking engagement. And I think his story is one that needs to be told. Um, for those who are just joining us on this journey, Touch KC Podcast was created as a place to come and deal with real issues that affect us interpersonally, right? And that's the inside, that's, that's, that's how we deal with each other from the inside out. Um, and the conversation we're going to have this evening um, is gonna reflect that. And I'm just really excited to have him here. So I feel like I'm talking too much. So I'll have him introduce himself. Uh, no, I'm going to introduce him because I'm just really excited. This is LeVance Meeks. Uh, I've known him for a while now. Junior. And, uh, oh, you got to add the junior? Got to put the respect <laughs> on that. And I think his story, his story is an interesting one. And what I want to start with is the basics. Um, you're an author now. Yes, sir. How old are you? 26. So tell us about tell us about your book and the journey of creating this. So, my book is called Survivor of the Fatherless. Uh, I actually started on it maybe about four or five years ago. It's basically, it's, it's pretty much how it sounds. It's a little bit of my story about growing up as a fatherless a fatherless child. Mm -hmm. And then it just talks about some other advice that I believe lots of other fatherless people can profit from. So, uh, <clears throat> like I said, started about five years ago. Okay. Just recently finished... Uh, think early october no early august i think early august and it's been for sale ever since uh took me quite a while because when i first wrote it my first draft i looked back on my draft and i was like this is horrible <laughs> nobody okay. will ever read this i mean i started working at a group home okay and of course working at a group home you get to see people that are fatherless and parentless and family all the time and I'm like, these are the people that I'm trying to reach. These are the youth that I'm definitely trying to reach. And as I looked at the book, I'm like, this will never be able to reach those that need it the most. Hmm. So we had to go back and try to redo some things. So now, what's the title of the book? Survivor of the Fatherless. Uh, one of the things that we have yet to talk about in this podcast in detail is the importance of parenting. Mm -hmm. right? And I think your story, what I like most about the book is that it speaks from the perspective of someone who felt abandoned, whose relationship was strained, but somehow managed not to allow that to define them, right? Because often our parents, that's what gives us identity. Yeah, without a doubt. So that process of finding a place of health while struggling with feelings of your father, walk us through that. What what was that like? Finding a place of health while... Mm -hmm. While dealing with those feelings, those negative feelings about your father? Uh, it can be very confusing at times, mm -hmm. of course. So, you know, at times you feel like you on such a, you on such this high, things might be going very well. 
And next thing you know, there are times that you feel extremely low. You feel extremely unworthy. You feel like things will never get better. Uh, that's also one of the reasons why on the back of the book I put it's not over. Okay. Because there's times that on the journey of trying to be emotionally healthy but also trying to deal with the the effects that that is fatherlessness, you feel like, you know what, I should give up. And not just on the relationship with your father. I'm talking about with multiple things. Right. Yeah, you know I mean? With, with life, with other relationships, with school, with anything that you can think of. So one of the biggest things I tell people is like, it's not over because as long as you keep striving, and I mean purposefully striving to get to that point. I mean, really, I talk about in the book where as far as you doing things that's healthy for you, whether it's seeing a therapist, whether it's having great friends, great mentors, uh, mine was working out. Okay. Whenever things would, whenever things was going bad or when things just felt like they were overwhelming, I would go to the gym and I would hit the weights. I would be careful about that. Finding that outlet. Exactly. I would be mm-hmm. careful about the music that I'm putting in my ears because I don't oh, even want to be lifting weights. And next thing you know, they come on, killer, 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 shoot them up, shoot them up. And now you're your DMX. Yeah, and now because I'm strong <laughs> enough to do it. Right, 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 right. So it's like, so even when I would go there, I would be very mindful of the things that I have in my ears because I understand that the things that I'm doing right now is to get me to a healthier mindset, is to get me to a healthier point than I was at before. This is why I'm here. If I was gonna stay in that negativity, I could have just stayed where I was at. So mm-hmm. when so on that journey, you just gotta stay, you just gotta stay very intentional about making sure that those are the things that you're gonna be doing. Now you talk about that, I heard you mention now just then as you were explaining um, about this negative place, going back to this negativity. What is that? The negative place, uh, you know, when I think of something being like a negative place, I think of something that is uh, preventing you from growing, mm. anything of that nature, or just, uh, you know, just keeping you somewhere that you're more vulnerable to. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, if I if I, uh, I describe it as the valley, actually, in the book, I tell people, you know, be careful to avoid the valley because mm. when you're down there, you're much more subjectable to the attacks of your enemy to the your your idle mind and all the different places that it can go to so that negative place doesn't have to be a physical place but it can also be a mental place as well so yeah yeah i think that um one of the things that is is missing in this community are black men who are willing to fill the role of younger black men who haven't had that opportunity to have that father figure. One of the things you mentioned were mentors. Mm-hmm. Talk talk to about that when you talk about mentorship and how important that was to your own development. Uh, mentorship was something that I took very seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from actually having a few mentors there that just voluntarily came along, and also actually seeking mentors. So I would seek people that. Uh, That's a vulnerable thing. Exactly. That's you know, we would, we would, I would, it would be meetings going on at church and they would have a men's group. Mm-hmm. And I would go to those meetings because, and what I would do there is I would pick out the foolish and the wise. And I'm like, but I'm learning from both. Okay. You know what I mean? But I'm looking at him like, I would never, never. do <laughs> right. but, I can relate. but you're so foolish that I'm still learning from you because I would never do the things that you're doing. So you're still helping even if you don't know it. But this wise guy right here, 
we need to connect even more. So when it comes to mentoring, I'm like, listen, it was very important to me to not only connect with them, but to stay connected to them because they've been there before. They've done these things. That's why you talk about it being like an absence of black male mentors. Mm -hmm. We got to stop being so lazy. Mm. (laughs) Like, yo, I'm I'm in the, I get to, Mm. I, I still volunteer in the schools and in the high schools of our inner cities. And I get to see just how much, we lack there and how desperate they are for it oh my gosh i mean when i say that it's it's so very few black male teachers it's so very the black males they're cops they're the security Mm. guards so they the big ones and i always told people when i worked in the mental health field and i I felt i wanted to do as least strengths as as possible because i always felt it was weird for me to sit back and say i care about you and I want to see you do the best thing, but here I am literally restraining you from moving mm-hmm. while somebody comes and do it, do what they do. So I'm like, those are the ones that they are seeing. Those They the ones that's patting them down, like breaking up their fights or whatever the case may be. So when it comes to, I just, I, like I said, we, we have to be much more intentional. Some of us make mentoring way too difficult. Mm-hmm. Mentoring can be as something as, hey, Vance, how you day? Vance, I heard you got a basketball game today, man. Listen, I can't make it tonight, but you have a great game, man. Make sure you call me afterwards. That's it. Mentoring can just be something as simple as letting me know that you care, especially to those that don't have anybody because they may feel that nobody else does care. I think that's what makes, uh, and I'm glad we're having this conversation, about the necessity of mentorship. But often older men have a hard time reaching younger men because they feel as if they don't have anything of value to share, mm-hmm. right? They don't feel like what I say is valuable or the person won't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally believe that's a myth. I agree. Right, because young men are desperate for that. There's something about male camaraderie that can't, is different from anything else. Without a doubt. You know, that, that conversation that Mufasa had with Simba, you know, that, that, that older male to younger male, um, we don't see enough of that, and I and you being here and showing, hey, look, mentorship works because it got you. When you're going through those valleys, I'm assuming these are the people you called to say, hey, look, I'm in this situation. Yeah, without a doubt. Can you give me some guidance? Without a doubt. You know, and and they were there to help you through that because you didn't have a guide per se. And you know what's crazy is, like I said, I believe we make mentorship too hard. Mm-hmm. If I found that my mentor was being fake with me, wasn't being honest with me, I no longer wanted you to be there like that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I need you to give me that real. I need you to give me that raw because what I'm going through is real. So when I tell you that I'm dealing with this or I'm dealing with that, don't sit back and tell me, oh, man, you know. God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, I need some practicality up here. We love for, Jesus. We I'm love Jesus. But you, man, it's like, nah, man. Yo, real talk. Like, just help a little bit. me. Give me right. something. Give me something to hold on to. And and so many of us, I agree with you. That myth of I don't have anything to offer, we gotta stop it, man. Like, Absolutely. When I when I'm in the schools, you literally see the way that they respond to me differently as opposed to the way they respond to their their female white teachers. It's different. It's she'll different. sit back and she'll be like, Dante, I need you to sit down. Dante be like, nah, whatever. I'll go over there, Dante, bro, what are you doing? Sit down. Dante, look at me. 
guess what he does? He'll sit down though, right. because it's just like a mutual understanding of like, all right, bro, you here, you don't even have to be here. You know what I mean? Like you're just, it's something, I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna go ahead and do this just because I believe that you have the best intentions out for me. It don't, I don't have to even go over there. Hey, I ain't gonna say it again. Dante already know what's up. I think what you're showing, and I think this is such an important point, is that often we see the strength but not the compassion. Mm-hmm. What you said about the security guards are strong. Exactly. And you see the execution of strength but not the compassion. Exactly. And so you grow up not knowing how to show and that if not knowing how to show that even to when it comes to the relationships that we're in with friends, family, wives, girlfriends, whatever, it's hard to be able to access that because you didn't see it role modeled. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, we just talk, you know, boys never cry. Boys stuff. never cry. It's like one of the <laughs> most unhealthy. S- you know, boys never cry. Man. Ill-founded Ooh. statements. Because <laughs> what they said is you don't have emotions. Everyone's yeah, emotional. Much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, even even as you grow older, that, that lack of emotion gets stronger. Mm-hmm. Because for one, now it's ingrained in you. It's instilled in you to think and really believe that, yo, I do not feel anything. Even though at the same time, you're feeling things. Right. I just. Constipation. Emotional constipation. I just lost the most important girlfriend in my life at that point in time. And I'm walking around like, yo, I'm good. Nah, bro, you low key hurt. You just don't want (laughs) to. High key hurt. (laughs) High key. but, But that's the crazy thing. You then went this whole time so long with not being able to express that, being Absolutely. able to know how to, being able to know how to productively and positively move on from that, or just... Or even how to identify Exactly. It. Like, what is happening to me. Exactly. That now you really are believing, like, see, I told y'all I was real. I told y'all I was this tough. And it's like, nah, bro, that's that's literally unhealthy. And and as time goes on, five years, ten years later, you're going to see just 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 a little bit more just how unhealthy that was. And what, what I've seen is actually self-hate develop from that. Yeah, without doubt. Yeah, you know, boys aren't weak. It's weak to cry. I'm crying. I'm weak. That makes me meet weak. I hate weakness. I hate myself. Yeah. Crying I mean, is, that that's, that's, it seems like a stretch, but I get it though. Absolutely. Because at the, because, at, because you want to, because even if, it, because even if it brings confu- confusion, like, dang, man, I feel like my, t- my eyes are watering up. My insides feel vulnerable. I'm, I want to cry. But I can't. Mm-hmm. That's annoying because it feels like, man, I can't even do something that I feel like I should do. I feel contradicted on something as simple as dropping this tear. And it's like... It's like bro, an identity crisis almost, right? <laughs> it is an identity like, crisis, though. Which, once again, so many of us <laughs> deal with and on a consistent basis, too. And I mean, like I said, as you look at some of the teachers and you look at our schools, you get to see it just that much more. On the cover, that's why his face is blurred. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us literally grow up and have no idea who we are, what we're doing, <laughs> why we're doing it. We have no and you know what the crazy thing about it, we don't know any of those things, but we're not even beginning to try to get help for it. Matter of fact, we surround, or even know how to get help. We for surround it. ourselves with those that think like mindedly. Oh, we surround man. ourselves with those that man. are like Nah, Trav, nigga, you a punk for crying. Oh, exactly. But too late now. You a, you a, you a, <laughs> power you, of editing. <laughs> but you a punk for but you a punk for not crying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, you a punk for crying. My right. Bad. They, you surround yourself by those that who are reinforcing these thoughts that give that backing. Exactly. To you, you know what I mean? And I'm like, 
Man, even though they even though they're going through the same exact thing. Everybody's exactly, lying. Exactly. Everybody's man, that's lying. that's like two druggies getting together and being like, yo, man, I feel like I should stop. And he gonna like the other one not gonna be like, Yeah, you should stop. Not like be he's like, not nah, ready. Bro, nah, what you talking about? Let's just go ahead and get this hot. Drug let's dealers are our friends. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag, right? Don't drug dealers that. are our friends. Yeah, don't hashtag. Um, yeah, that. And that's but it that that negative reinforcement. And so in the classroom setting, mm-hmm. you have these ideas that are being reinforced, these negative ideas, the cycle. And we need people like yourself who say, you know what, despite my circumstance, let me, even though I may not know what I'm going to do, I'm doing exactly, I'm going to figure, I'm going to do something. Something. And I'm going to step into that gap and see what I can do because our kids are hurting. Our young men are hurting. And I love this title, Survivor of because there's a lot of things that you don't necessarily get over. You don't triumph over. You just, you survive it. Exactly. You know, it's not a, you don't come out beating on your chest. You may come out stumbling, but you survive it. Some of these things are permanent scars. Exactly. And you continuing to survive. And you're continuing to survive. Um, You had a chapter in here that I really want you to elaborate on. Um, No struggle, no progress. Uh, no struggle, no progress is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite mm-hmm. sayings. Uh, it's one of those things that I used to use in the gym all the time. I would tell myself, you know, before you get stronger, you going to feel weak at a time. And, you know, in dealing with fatherlessness and dealing with trying to your relationship with your father, whatever that case may be. I just that chapter is trying to help people understand that before you get better, it's okay to be it's it's okay to be weak. It's okay. This is this is a part of that journey. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You're 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 literally on this journey. So you don't just hop up in the gym and go straight from 100 pounds to 245. That's okay because you're gonna work your way up to your goal. You know what I mean? So when I say no struggle, no progress, and I was telling the tell the youth about it. I'm like, listen, man, I don't expect you to to be an angel. That's a part of that struggle. What we're doing is learning mm-hmm. from that struggle so that now we can create progress from it. Absolutely. So that's pretty much the quick. I, I think one of the most um, important things when we talk about progress, and I would love to hear your feedback on this, um, is that for progress to be effective, you have to know where you're at least trying to go. Yeah, Otherwise, doubt. you're treadmilling. You're putting in a lot of effort, but you ain't really going nowhere. Without a doubt. Right? Yeah. And and as far as yourself, without that dominant hand, or maybe you did, and maybe I'm, I'm assuming, without that dominant hand kind of help you along the way, how do you decide this was what you wanted to do? As far as? Anything you're doing, particularly this book, because that's a big deal. I want to say this. To author a book, people act like writing a book is just something you wake up and do. Mm-hmm. Try it. <laughs> I encourage you, well, you know what? to try it. So, what made you to say, you know what? Hey, look, I don't, I don't necessarily because you're not a college grad. Yeah, right. You, I'm sure you've read books and you have people around you, mm-hmm. and you say, you know, I'm gonna write one anyway. I, I think there's a story that needs to be told. Without a doubt, what gave you that courage mm-hmm. and that type of boldness and that type of um, to even set that as a goal for yourself? One, one of my favorite sayings too is, you know, become the person that you wish you had when you was younger. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, man, I could have done with, mm. and I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound conceited when I say it, but I could have used the LeVance in my life. Okay. I could have used somebody that just gave 
one crap enough to let me know that and that would have made me feel that much better because like i said mentoring doesn't have to be hard mm-hmm. my young the the kids said the kids that i work with even that even even if i don't see them for a time period they already know that they can hit me up they can call Absolutely. whatever they need to do and it's like i'm here for you you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like and if i don't and if i don't get you immediately i'm gonna call you right back bro you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be that hard. So the first part of that is definitely me just understanding that there's a need for this. I understand this. This is something that, once again, I'm also able to put into words. Like you just said, a lot of people can identify. Why do I feel this way? Why do I, Why am I on this journey? Whatever the case may be, they don't, they don't really get it. So I knew that I could articulate it at least well enough to get it out there, period. Absolutely. You know, I, like like you said, I'm not a college grad, so I'm not about to say that I got my PhD. <laughs> I'm not talking like I got my PhD. Absolutely. You can understand what I'm saying, whether you're a college grad or whether you're a high school dropout, period. And then the second part of that was it really, like I said, it really just felt the need for it. I felt, I, I literally felt a calling for it. I was doing a, a speech one day at a, at a church, and they said, Vance, what's your next steps with this? And I said, you know, I don't know. And somebody said, you should write a book. And I was like, like you just said, I'm, I don't I don't have college education. Right. I slept through high school. I can't do this. <laughs> and not only that, not only can I not do it, I just don't want to. This mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me. Oh, it's a process. I like playing 2K. This right. has nothing to do with getting my player to a 99. So I'm not doing it. So, man, like, I sit back and they, t- they said something. And then so I sit back and I felt the need one day. And so I sat back and I would put, Survivor of the Fatherless on a piece of paper by LeVance Meese Jr. I started writing things that just was coming to my mind. I started mm-hmm. writing. And, man, it, it went to eight pages. And then I called my former boss that used to work at FedEx. Networking, but yeah. <laughs> and I said, what part can I, uh, what format should I put it in for book format? And he said, all right, put it in this, this, and this. I put those dimensions in, and those eight pages jumped to 36. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And from there, it was like, man, I can do this because what's crazy is this was just the first chapter. I, I haven't even got to talking about some of the things that I've really, once again, like, because part of it is just my story. The uh, that's, that's easier to tell. The other part is me trying to dig inside myself and trying to figure out, now, what lessons did you learn on this journey that you can give to other people? Now, that took a little bit more time, be- and I hadn't even got to the beginning point right. of that just yet. You started and to realize I'm, you have a lot more material than you man, thought. I had way more than I had thought, once again, which is why you said when people sit back, sit back and say, oh, I don't have anything to offer, bro, stop it. You're just not trying neither. Mm. Because if I never at least sat back and just put the title down, this all could have went to waste, period. You know, I think that there is a fear that we have that – process to our success is much more complicated than it actually is right so we see a book for example this book and it's a beautiful book um or you see this book it's like i can't write this mm-hmm. because being the author must mean and don't get me wrong writing a book is no joke but so many people but so many people have done it why not you mm-hmm. and getting out of your own way that's what it sounds like you got yeah, out of your own doubt. way yeah, you said doubt. you know what i have these fears and I'm probably going to keep the surviving it. Yeah. Might still have these fears, but that's not going to stop me from setting the goal and going after it. Because mm-hmm. it had to take a great degree of vulnerability. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Because <laughs> you had that moment after the book was done, where it's just like, wait, I'm done. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, 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 I mean, like I said, when you, when you, the closer I started to get to being done, I started to procrastinate that much more before I, I know it. I started realizing just how many hours I'm putting in on 2K. I'm putting in like days. I'm put because like <laughs> I'm so nervous because I'm so close. You know what I mean? Like it's it's always been easier for me to start something than it is for me to finish it. Because I can start it and be like, well, I put Survivor of the Fatherless on the page. At least I started. And then you know what? I can go years telling people, yo, I started. I got a book coming. Yeah, I got a book coming. I got a book I'm, coming. It's on the way. Just it's on the way. It's on the way. But you, have, you haven't touched it in a while. So when I say I was chapters upon chapters done, and next thing you know, it got to the last one. All right, you know what I want to talk about. I know how I want to talk about it. But I didn't touch my laptop just because I'm like, bro, when this hits reality, what if people don't like it? What if you never should have did this? What if, 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 what if? And I'm like, man, you know what? You did this to help at least one person. Mm. Man, people may hate it. You may have a thousand hate it. You see the videos on YouTube where they have all people these People getting dis- killed, you're right. You know, they have all these dislikes on their video. Absolutely. But you know who they did it for is those that clicked that like button, though. Is those that benefited from it. If it's nothing else, I benefited at least, this one person at least got something. And that is worth more to me than your dislike, your hatred, or your your combativeness, whatever the case may be. Because I also, that's one, another thing I also feared. Clearly, when you're touching on touching of subjects such as fatherlessness, people is going to come with risk and rewards. Yeah, that's what I asked you about that. Uh, so the book comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you have a father. Mm-hmm. Your father has family. <laughs> they read, they read too. Yeah. Um, was that an awkward experience? Like, what was that like having your father actually? Cause to me, that's what the real vulnerability, forget all the, I know we, yeah. you know, the likes and all that. And that's, that's tough. Yeah. Right? Cause you put yourself out there, your thought is vulnerable. Yeah, but then doubt. to put this book in your father's hand, and say, look, Dad, <laughs> look what I did. Well, you proud of me? Well, well, I <laughs> mean, through that. So, all right. So, last last Christmas, my father passed. Mm-hmm. So, my birth father passed. So, he actually never got to see. Oh, it. I see. He had heard about it, and I had to- not heard about it. I told him because in the back of the book, I I need to quit giving spoilers. Uh, but anyway, by the book, I just talk, book. I just talk a little bit about like one of the ultimate goals wasn't never to come off as dissing you or anything right. like that. My ultimate goal is for us to be a walking symbol of love, forgiveness. Okay. Of, you know, just, it's, it's it has nothing to do with some of the things. Or that, like bashing. Exactly. That's some of the things that people are going to automatically jump to. Because once again, as I told him, it has nothing to do with you, actually. It has more to do with me helping people. You know what I mean? Now, because... Like the stories that I have in there, once again, you may, you definitely have, like I said, I was fatherless. So I'd have my share of horror stories or whatever the case may be that comes with that relationship. Absolutely. It wasn't about trying to make, make him out to look like a bad person. It was about me trying to make sure that people understand that you can once again survive this. So he had already knew he had that understanding 
uh, I'm not gonna say that he was the biggest fan of it, but he understood too. You know what I mean? Like so was he, this because this, this was also kind of therapeutic for you, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like I said before, his passing, we 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 were on we were on much better terms, like awesome. much better terms. So you know, once again, the ultimate goal was always to be able to show people, like you know what? I I used to literally hate this man right here, but because of the power of God, because of the power of forgiveness you can we can be better you know what i mean we can do these things we can we can just you don't have to suffer from the same things that we suffered from you know what i mean like so uh yeah i mean and then after it came out yeah without a doubt you know <laughs> right it and, and and especially after his death some of his family hasn't taken it well i'm I ain't got nothing to hide they haven't taken it well and i'm like listen once again has nothing to do with bashing. Has right. nothing to do with dissing. It's a story that needs to be told. I have. I. I right. don't even have hatred in my heart enough to sit back and put that on paper. Because it's a lot of writing. Then, <laughs> and then give that. And then that's give that to somebody <laughs> and be like, "Here, let me help you with all the baggage right. and with all the things that I come with." It's like right. I feel like that would quickly turn into a contradiction. Contradiction of mm. me being like, "Yo, this this book is to help you heal." Some even if it's just a little bit, this book is to help you heal. But in the process of healing, let me you know tell you all these horrible things from boom, 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 to boom, right. boom, boom, to boom, boom, boom. So I'm like, you know. But once again, like I said, anytime you're following your purpose, it comes with risk and rewards. You understand that. You know that when people take the game winning shot at the game, they know that if they hit it, some people are gonna be fans and other people. Even if they hit it, some people are gonna be like, oh, that nigga just got lucky. Right. Oh my gosh, he just. He just barely made it, though. Like, man, only because that dude is playing bad defense. If he misses it, some people are going to say, Crucify him. Man, how did you miss that? Other people are going to say, man, at least he had the guts to take the shot. Absolutely. Man, you couldn't, you can't please everybody. When I released it, I understood that. And once again, I was at peace with that. Mm. It's like, all right, listen, bro. Whatever I get, I get. Whatever I don't, I don't. And we're going to take it moving because, once again, at the end of the day, I'm held accountable to God. Absolutely. I don't answer to my family. I don't answer to I don't answer to my family. I don't answer to my brothers. I don't answer to my wife like that. Because at the end of the day, none of them are gonna sit back and judge me on how I live this life. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna have your opinions, but our human opinions are so fragile, in my opinion. Like one day, like I can love you right now, Trap. If you spit in my face, yo, we fight on this floor and I'll never talk that to you again. Conditional love that everybody denies they have. Bruh, Absolutely. I would like, yo, I will never talk to you again. And like, don't cat and don't let me catch you in the streets again, neither, because yo, that'd be really be problems. Mm-hmm. But yo, I just loved you. It's like, nah, dog. So it's like, yo, I can't I can't base my purpose mm-hmm. off of how you feel at the moment or how you feel, period. Because oh, you may love me, you may hate me, you may you turn your hate into love. You may continue to hate me more. But you had to stay true to what you felt impressed and passionate. Once again, to do. once again, I had a peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I understood that at the end of the day, I'm doing what I feel like I've been called to do. I'm, I'm living that purpose. Absolutely. You know what I mean. I'm not gonna sit back and regret things in my life, and especially when it comes to trying to help somebody, because. Me doing that made you feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. Because we can talk about your uncomfortability. Let's talk. You know what I mean? But understand, once again, even with my what my dad understood, we're going to talk about your uncomfortability. But don't get it twisted. 
my purpose is my purpose. You know what I mean? I didn't just decide one day, like, oh, man, I want to be fatherless so I can write this book in <laughs> right. 10 years. Like, nah, nah, bro. So I'm like, okay. So once again, when I had that piece about stuff, I'm like, and that understanding, it's like, yo, we're going we gonna to keep this rocking regardless of who hates it, who loves it. So how do you, because I, well, at least with the clients I work with, mm-hmm. uh, the absence or the abuse, whether it be neglect or abuse, um, of a parent greatly impacts how the child relates, doesn't relate to other people. Mm-hmm. Right? It greatly impacts how they interpret other people's actions. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get past that? How did you get past the idea of, I feel like something's missing to, I want to give back? Oh. Uh. Once again, I mean, for me, it was for me, it was kind of for me. I felt like that was a little bit easier just because I have such a passion to help people. Mm-hmm. Like some people, their passion and their purpose and their gifts might be more financially. It might right. be more in other areas. My area is literally trying to be down there on the dirt in the in on the field, like trying to make sure that you can get that help that I I, I have to give. So, uh, excuse me, excuse me again. <laughs> so, so as far as uh, just trying to, I forgot your question because okay. I was trying to process it. Yeah, what was your question? I mean, it was it, it, it's a very lonely question. How'd you get from knowing that you're missing something? Right? Mm-hmm. We talk about the survival of the fatherless. You saw you had that that hole that's there. How do you get from having that hole and even the feeling surrounding having that hole uh-huh. to being able to give? to others right because usually that makes people bitter it makes uh-huh. people it's hard to survive that oh okay and not be victim to it yeah. not to crawl, crawl crawl up in a ball or blame everybody else how do you go from having this hole to say despite this hole in my side that i feel all the time every father's day every time i go visit kids they with their parents yeah, and they're laughing a and the, a how do you deal with that pain and go from that to I'm giving back. Oh, okay. My bad. Right? No, I think it. I was on the page. You was, you was, you was, you was yeah. saying Well, because, okay. because, it, because I mean, it, it was difficult. And like you said, mm-hmm. it can be simple things of going to church and seeing the father teaching his son how to shoot. Right. And you're like, dang, man, I wish Thanks, I had. Thanks, Dad. That. Right. Yeah, or I was bullied in ninth grade. And it's like, dang, I wish I had somebody there to help me learn how to do these things. So, yeah, it definitely was a huge bitterness feeling. But like I said, I always believed in my purpose since uh, since uh, since the year after I graduated high school. My sister called me up. She said, y'all, God has given me a vision. It's called Survivor Of. And from mm. that point, I had already knew what that where that was going and where I wanted to take it. Because I'm just like, man, this is something that I struggled so much with. And I literally see so many other youth and so many other people struggling with it we would go to churches and have grown absolutely. men like Breaking coming out crying, crying. and i'm like bro what's going on and now and it just was able to just show me that much more once again just like man people are really suffering people are really they really need help and you know what not only can you but you're willing Absolutely. And even with that little bit of knowledge that you may have, 
if you take that and give it to at least one person, once again, yo, you can make that difference that you always wish that somebody could have made in your life. So it was just, like I said, just trying to stay focused on that, man, because like I said, I don't, I'm not college educated, you know? So I have to stick strongly to my purpose and strongly to my faith. No freebies. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing like, yo, listen, if you keep on this path of doing what you're doing, you're going to be fine. Um, On this podcast, on Touch KC podcast, I I, I love being able to debunk intrapersonal myths and intrapersonal has to do with how we see ourselves Mm -hmm. and and one of those myths that are very prevalent in this society is that you need to conquer your struggle before you're able to go and help Mm -hmm. and what i actually believe and i think your story is a very is a very powerful testament to this is that sometimes the only way you can even process your struggle is by sharing it without a doubt right because it creates a sense of community because so many people Tell us about the, 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 the reception of how this book has really touched people and really kind of how, created this sense of um, camaraderie you, with individuals who may have been afraid to even say this was a struggle for them. Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been crazy. When I, first, when I first bought it out, for one, I did no promotionals. <laughs> yeah, Any. that's a whole thing. Any. That is the thing. I mean, I was literally just gonna. I was gonna have a book release party, and I ended up doing an NAACP event, and it sold pretty well the first night. And somebody posted it on Facebook. And boom, from boom, there, boom. People had started trying to started buying it, and I had went through a hundred in a week, and the the people I expected to buy from me was family. You know what I mean? Like, ah, family will support and my friends will support. It's people I have no idea who they are that's like, Vance, meet up with me. Mm -hmm. Let me get two. Let me get three. I know this kid who's fatherless. I know this kid who's this and that. And you know what's even greater, what's even better is they, I love when they turn around and give me their testimonies about it. A teacher gave it to a student and he said the student hasn't never read a book before or something. And he finished mine, and like he told T from man, after after this, I feel different. Something, mm, I feel something inside of me. Sharing that man. struggle, yeah, man, it's crazy. And like the teacher turned around and gave me that. I mean, and like sent that to me. And I was like, man, you know what? I really appreciate that. Teachers up in some of our high schools have uh, reached out about maybe doing groups with it because so many because. Not so many. All of their kids are fatherless. Right. Man. Like it. That it's a thing. Picture. It's picture. A yeah. Thing. Like literally sitting in the class full of a bunch of boys that have never had a father figure and you're trying to help as a teacher. I feel like it's tough to try to educate somebody when they, they, Which is they're the lacking. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. lacking so much. So the response has been amazing, man. I, uh, my wife challenged me the other day. She said, you know, are the people that's getting your books that you really cha- not challenged, but that you really created it for, because a lot of, you know, you, you love youth, you made it for, particularly youth. Mm-hmm. They may not always have the funds to give you shout $15. Out, shout, out to our, shout out to the wives. Listen, Keep us focused. Listen. So right. you know what? This this past week, man, I went and I gave out books to uh, quite a few kids that I used to mentor. They're still in group homes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I'm glad that you brought that point up to me because it's so easy. To get caught up in your own success. Man, it's so easy Absolutely. to be like, man, but I'm but you know what? I need this money right here. This money is to keep food on our tables. But it's like, bro, you know what? This is also a ministry. 
this is also something that whether you didn't make a single dollar off of, you was going to do it anyway because you believe in your message more than you do your profit. Like, period. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, I really believe in what I'm trying to help you get to. And even if you can't afford to pay that, I still want to be able to invest in your life. So, man, I just went and I was giving them to kids in these group homes, man. And I'm and saying stuff like, yo, listen, when you get done, bro, I'm going to buy you lunch and let's chop it up, man. Let's find a way to make sure that, let's find a way to make sure that as the older that you get, the more successful that you can become because it is tough. It's when you in those type of environments, I call it taking stabs in the dark. You know what I mean? It's tough when you're just trying to find a way and you just like, man, I've never been here before. I can't see anything, but I'm just hoping that I reach out and grab something that's good for me. I'm just hoping that I reach out and grab something that's good for me as opposed to somebody coming along with a light being like, yo, right here. Right. I got you. It's right here. I know. I know. I know. You couldn't see that that good at first, but I, I, I got a little light right here, bro. So let me help you out. And I think what's amazing about that analogy is often the person holding the light, saying, "I'm gonna help you out," is still trying to figure it out too. Exactly. But they didn't wait until they had it all figured out to share the little light that they had. Because you may never figure it all out. Come on now. You know what I mean? Once again, we talk about we talk about surviving it still, not necessarily exactly. even overcoming it. Exactly. So there's still going to be times that I'm going to look up on Father's Day and be like, dang, man, this this is crazy. I'm expecting the, the birth of my first son. I'm nervous about looking at his face and wondering what my dad thought when he first saw me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's still something that you that once again, because it's always going to be a touchy subject. That was your that was your dad. That was your blood. And he hurt you. You know what I mean? He hurt you, period. You know what I mean? And that's tough when because I've seen kids. I just got done watching the movie Instant Family, and it was they did such a great job of like really, like just putting all that. Like the the daughter, the mother was a drug addict, but even though she was a drug addict, she still loved her mother. She still wanted to be with her mother. So even though like your father isn't there, he may not be doing the things that mm -hmm. is politically correct or anything like morally correct. It's still your dad. You know what I mean? You still have that. You still have that bond to him, whether you like it or not. It's like, yo, where was you at? Why wasn't Absolutely. you here? Like I look at myself some days and I hear my laugh. I hear I hear I literally laugh just like him. Mm -hmm. I didn't spend any time around him. You know what I mean? But I, got but I, down the genetic pool. But for real though, Absolutely. and one day he was talking to me. He said, "Man, you know what? I know you like your imagination is amazing." And it was at that point I was like, "Dang, he really is my dad on dad, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Because how you know that?" Right. But it was so true. You know what I mean? It, it seemed like one of them things where once again only a dad could pull up out of you. Only a dad could see. You barely see me, but it's like you already know. So. Man, it, it is tough. Like I said, when you when you're doing those things and uh you you may never have that your 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 life that you have is still more than the other person has though. And you know what? I'll even go as far as saying this. So if I have my light, Trav, and you don't have any, but I come and say, Here it is. Trav, if you get a light, that's two more lights shining that much brighter. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's more that you can see, that's more that I can see. And as long as we stay together, and, and if we stay together, once again, with that backing of being like, yo, 
if we continue to get more people in this light, if more people continue to read this book and they, you get a light, you get a light, you get a light, we'll no longer be in as much darkness. I think there's, and I'm going to say this, and I know we have, we're live here. Um, we also have those who listen on the podcast that we're, we're recording. And I'm going to say this, and this is to my professionals. These are those who have are surviving and look good doing it. These are those who are surviving and look great doing it. Our communities don't need you to give back as much as they need you to come back. Right? And let me explain what I mean by that. And it's very much what LeVance is doing. We have this idea that you can't, that if I just throw money at a problem, if I just like a status, somehow that's um, support. Yeah. That's right? enough. That's enough. Support is cool. Investment is better. They need you. We need you. You need you. Because some of the demons that you're running from, you can defeat with the help of others, but you're so closed-minded and you're so afraid to come back to where the pain is. How long are you going to keep running? And it's selfish because there are people who can benefit from the light you have, regardless of how you judge the illumination. Because... The little light you feel you have is considered very bright to someone else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Am I am yeah, I on no, something? Yeah, like I said, man, it's it's more than what I have. Mm-hmm. So that's much brighter than what I'm used to. It's much more brighter than what I've ever seen. You know what I mean? So even though you feel like, man, this was just my cell phone light, to me it looks like a lighthouse. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that you know you got to be careful of doing is judging just how much impact I can have on mm. because Absolutely. I, man, you you know I can't I can't I literally can't go into a mentorship with somebody and be like, "You know what? I'm only going to mentor you because I feel like I'm going to make a significant amount of impact." That's like if I only decided to mentor people that I felt like was going to go D1. Right. Like what are you really doing it for? But for real though. That's more like self promotion. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, because you know what? Even even as in working in the group home and you call yourself mentoring them, you may never see the fruit. You may never see that of right. the seed that you would just planted. Absolutely. Your job is just to do it anyway. Absolutely. Because man, we all have our roles, man. We a body, man. So even if it's mine being like, yo, I'm gonna plant this seed, it might be Trav to come along and water it. It might be something, but if that seed had never been planted, when Trav get there and he's like, yo, listen, this is what's going on. What? What are you even talking about? It's interesting you say that because our next podcast, which will be airing, I believe, in two weeks, is dealing with the importance of mentorship, mm-hmm. right? And why that um, is so critical to development, right? Uh, and what you're embodying, what I interpret what you're embodying is the idea of, I give what I can so all of us can benefit and be more than what we were. Exactly. Right. And that's, I think that is inspirational. Um, you are literally touching KC with what you have here, which fits right along with the podcast, which is why I wanted you here so badly. I think the story you have is powerful because of where you come from and you're still on the journey. You're still, you haven't figured, like you said, you haven't figured it all out yet. That didn't stop you from producing. That didn't stop you from giving back. That didn't stop you from reaching back and say, come on, guys. Yeah, it's out of doubt. <laughs> come on. Come on. So tell us. I know we have to wrap up because, man, I can talk to you forever. Uh, <laughs> and it's getting a little late. But tell me, um, tell us, how can we get a hold of the book? 
And what's next for LeVance Meeks? Uh, you can get a hold of the book by going to SurvivorOfTheFatherless.com. Uh, there you'll see our outreach page, some of the things that I've done as far as this past summer. I did a, a, a male mentorship for uh, the black young teens of Kansas City. So uh, that went well where we taught them how to do oil changes, taught them how to change tires, taught them about awesome. LLCs. We brought in a bunch of different career speakers from barbers to chief of police and just a bunch of different things. But you'll also see the product page there, and that's where you can buy shirts, you can buy the book, you can buy multiple things. Uh, the things that's next for me, uh, like I said, I have a son on the way. So okay. he's due any second. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Any, any second. Literally. Yeah, they might call right now and I got to get up out of here. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my, I'm, 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 I'm going to write a book dedicated to him. Come awesome. In, come in 2019, uh, I'm actually going to go on a book tour. So people. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to start get, trying to get things booked for that. Because once again, man, it's it's not. It's praise God to touch KC, you know what I mean? But we want to touch as many people as possible. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So uh, those are just a couple, a couple of the quick things coming up. And, you know, once again, just trying to continue to take the message that you can be a survivor of your situation wherever we can take it and just continuing to push it because we all have our situations. We all come with some forms of trauma Absolutely. that literally have life, life scars. So, you know, it's just trying to – Help people, teach people that, yo, you can survive this, period. Please, please get the book, even if it's not for you. Remember, you talk about being that light. Give it to someone you know could benefit from it. Consider a donation to them. Uh, give us, Tell us one more time. Give us a plug one more time on where to find this book. Survivor of the Fatherless. That's S-U-R-V-I-V-O-R-O-F-T-H-E-F-A-T-H-E-R-L-E-S-S.com. Absolutely. I know that's long, but S-O-F was taken. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I ain't paying for no well, You got to do what you got to do. You got to work with the resources we have. Yeah, they might not. They might, this might not take off. <laughs> Absolutely. And you also have a Facebook page, correct? Yes, sir. You can also find me on Facebook at SurvivorOfTheFatherless.com or if you want to add my personal page, just find to advance M Meeks Jr. We're also on Instagram at Survivor of the Fatherless. Uh, yeah, I think that's all of our social media tags. We'd love for you to follow us. We post things like weekly words. Mm-hmm. We post inspirational messages. We post mm-hmm. just we post our supporters on there. So for those that get books and things like that, they send pictures in. And man, I love seeing our supporters, man. So I post them. I, I appreciate all the love that people give. And all the positivity that people give. And I want the world to know that I love the people that support, man. So we so we post them up on there, too, man. So make sure Let's that you... Let's build some community. With, no, but it. for real, though, man. It's it. like, yo, I tell people, you notice a football team before you notice a basketball team, man. Okay. So, you know, listen, they see us all, man. It makes you feel less... It makes you feel less... You know, we intimidated. Yeah, it makes like, man, dang. So more people are actually doing this. It's not just me. And it's and it's not just women buying it. It's men. Right. Young men. So this is for every I will say this book is for everyone. Even it, if you have a father and mother in the home, in order to for those of us who work with um this demographic, for you to understand it better. Without a doubt. Right. I get the book. I, I think it's it's been great. Uh, I want to thank you for coming and joining us. Um Again, guys, as you all know, our relationships are our most important resource. Make sure you're managing yours. Again, this is LeVance Meeks, Travis Bryant. Uh, We love you guys. Take care.